Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional wellbeing coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you'll find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. So I'm joined today by Ryan and Ryan is a rapper. Hi Ryan, how are you doing? What up? How's it going? It's going well. I'm feeling good. Uh, I got my coffee just hand delivered to me right now. So <laughs> the morning has started the proper way. <laughs> so can you talk to the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? For the last kind of, I think it's like 13 years, I've been living in the UK now. Originally, I'm from the United States. Um, I moved over when I was about 18 and uh, I started my kind of journey, career, uh, lifestyle choice of using music uh and uh communicating my faith and kind of trying to merge the two together to try and help people understand and connect to faith um uh, and also just to write enjoyable music that's positive and and that um you know people can really enjoy listening to so that's kind of me in a nutshell nice thank you so much for joining us today so i just want to know like when you go on stage and before you go on stage do you ever feel nervous uh not so much anymore. I used to, maybe like literally when we first started, I used to feel like so nervous because, um, you know, I just feel like really weird asking people to put their hands in the air because I just thought like, why would anybody want to do that? Like, what? <laughs> they don't know me from Adam. They don't know me from anybody else. And like, uh, here I am trying to tell them to put their hands in the air, you know, so I used to get dead nervous. But now after, you know, you know, almost like 13 years of doing it, I kind of know it's going to go all right, you know, so I don't really get nervous on stage anymore. It's, it's normally if I have to do something like this, where I have to communicate. And <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, <laughs> nervous. Yeah. So have you ever doubted your own ability? Like, can you share a time when maybe you felt like, wow, I'm not good enough or I can't do this or this is too hard? Yeah. Never really on stage. No, like on stage, I've, I've never really, and most of that's because um, I've prepared and like mm. I've, I've worked out, like we've, we've worked out what we're going to do. We've, we've prepared, we've trained for it. Uh, you know, everything's kind of ready. Um, most of the time I doubt myself as if somebody were to ask me, um, you know, at, at a festival to do like a, a half an hour seminar on, on just pick the topic that they, you know, they'll pick a random topic and, They'll be like, we want you to do a seminar on, I don't know, fish. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would struggle with that, right? Yeah. So I doubt myself when it comes to like forming some sort of like long form communication stuff. That That's when I doubt my, uh, maybe my abilities as a communicator. But I think if you don't stretch yourself, then there's no growth. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I like working out and um that's one of the things in order to build the muscle, you have to tear the muscle. 
uh, and it has to rip a bit and you have to go through a bit of pain before it kind of heals stronger and, and bigger and better. And I just think that's for me, when I do doubt myself, I just kind of have that in the back of my head, like, okay, this is going to be a bit painful. It's probably not going to be good, uh, but that's okay. It's part of growth. Um, mm -hmm. And you kind of need to go through that stuff in order to, to grow. I think, I think you, I think doubt is part of taking it seriously and, and yeah. Mm, I love that. So, so in order to turn it around, you know, you, you prepare, you organize yourself, you know exactly what you're doing, but also yeah. you're prepared to grow and to change and to step outside of your comfort zone as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no point in trying to do something if you're not ready for that. I think, I think if you're not ready for that, then you're just basically not ready to go through the process that everybody goes through. I mean, you think of, you know, anybody you idolize as a leader, anybody you think is amazing, who's doing amazing things, they've done that. Um, and it's, it's as unpretty as it will be when you do it. You know, you only see them kind of on the other side of all that process or process, however you say it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's ugly. It's all ugly. It's all growing pains is, isn't pretty. It's, it's not like, you know they'll present it in a documentary like it is this pretty process, but it's, it's really not, it's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when we are struggling and when life can be really difficult and we're working out our resilience muscle, it's really important that we open up and we talk about how we're feeling to other people. So do you have someone in your life that you chat to that you can be open and honest with and how does that help you to move forward? Yeah. I mean, pre-COVID times, um, I had Josh, who's the other guy in my band, and uh, Joel um, Atkins, who's our sound engineer. And those two are like my brothers from other mothers. Like, honestly, Road was like therapy for all of us. We, we really talked about so much stuff. So now I've struggled a little bit more uh, with being able to talk and, and stuff like that. I speak with my wife, she's, she's my rock but she knows me like too well. So, you know, she doesn't respond to me like a friend does. Friends are like, oh, that's so hard. And oh man, like, we'll pray for you. A wife is like, you did that to yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, so yeah. I mean, I, I've had them for the kind of past like 10 years has been like road therapy with my brothers and stuff like that. And I just think it's so important. I remember hearing Jay-Z say, um, when words cease, disease sets in. And he was saying about this, this lady who was in his neighborhood and her hair was falling out and all this kind of stuff physically was manifesting in her like physical well-being because she just wasn't able to talk about the stress and the trauma and all the stuff that she was going through. And your body is going to communicate that internal struggle and will let you know actually you're not well um whether it's things like biting nails hair falling out like sickness some of that kind of stuff can be induced by just failure to communicate how you feel or what you're going through um and i heard another thing that is um you can't heal what you don't reveal and for me just that's been like the hallmark of the last 10 years for me. Like if I haven't been able to talk about it, if I haven't been able to share it with other people and, and bring it out into the light, then I just find no healing from it. I find no, um, you know, progress in it. And 
yeah, I just think talking about stuff is like the most important thing. Thank you. That is amazing. So, so good. So helpful. Ryan, why do you think it's important that you get to know yourself, that you understand who you are? When you think it's important to understand yourself, for me, it's like um, putting money in the bank of self. It's like valuing yourself enough to take stock, to know who you are, to know what's important to you. And for me, that's like the ultimate form of saying, hey, I, I know I'm valuable as a person and I need to invest in myself. Um, and I just think that, that for me is like a compass. When you start to find situations in life that are difficult, sometimes they're difficult because they're the wrong situation. And if you don't understand yourself, if you don't value yourself, if you don't know who you are, you'll keep yourself in that difficult situation because you don't know it's wrong. You don't know it's not where you're meant to be. Uh, you didn't take the time to know your heart, to know your mind, to know what makes you tick, to know the things that you're passionate about, to know the things that give you life. And I think when you don't do that, you find yourself chasing after things that you're just like, that was so wrong, but you had no idea it was wrong because you just had no self-awareness. Uh, you didn't have any identity. You didn't know who you were. You didn't take that time. So for me, like I say, it's like investing in the bank of self. Um, not in like an ego way or like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the best, I'm amazing, but in like a kind of orientating yourself in this world, knowing who you are, knowing what makes you tick, knowing what is good for you, knowing what isn't good for you, knowing the patterns mm -hmm. uh, and recognizing like how you operate. Then I think once you have that, you can then find a difficult situation and say, do you know what? Either this is where I'm meant to be and it's hard, but we're going to overcome this because I know this is my passion. I'm doing it for X, Y, and Z. Um, or do you know what? That is so wrong. Like that, like that situation is not the situation for me. Um, and I think that only comes from knowing yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. I heard, uh, Matthew McConaughey, he just wrote a book called Greenlight. And uh, I heard him talking about turning down a, a $15 million contract for a movie. It was a rom-com movie. And at this point in time, he was like, you know what? People don't want me to be anything but the rom-com guy. And for him, he knew I'm more than that. Like I have so much more in my repertoire than that. And like, he, he goes away. He like isolates himself from the industry they offer him this contract, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles all the way up to 15 million. And he's still able to say no, because he invested in bank of self. He knew himself mm -hmm. and he knew that's taking me in the wrong direction. That's not uh, valuing me as a human, as who I am, as what I have to offer. And I just think unless you, for me personally, unless you value yourself enough to know yourself, then mm -hmm. you might take the money just because you think the money is the most important, or you might take, you know, this opportunity because you think it makes you valuable. Uh, mm -hmm. People will think I'm great because I'm over here with this person. Sometimes it's the wrong call. Sometimes mm -hmm. you put yourself in positions because you value the opportunity, you value the money, you value the notoriety more than you value yourself, mm -hmm. who you are, your passions, what you're meant to do. Um, and mm -hmm. for me, that's, that's like, most important invest mm. in the bank of self <laughs> that's so good such good advice i mean you know i often hear people talking about getting up super early in the morning and like spending that time on their own and like really kind of digging deep on that is that something that you've ever like 
really kind of taken hold of and done or how do you specifically yeah. like get to know you is there anything in particular that you do any tools or any kind of things that help yeah i mean um i definitely probably find more of that time later at night um <laughs> by myself but um some of it is recognizing um like patterns when i how i handle situations how i deal with things obstacles or hard things that come my way i've i've really tried to start analyzing my behavior and go why did i do that oh i did that um because i was afraid of that and so then i track like oh when i'm afraid i do this this and this and i start to analyze that behavior and go wow like that just totally brought a breakdown in communication it put me into like a spiral where you know i won't start i won't exercise anymore I'll, I'll be too like low to exercise i'll start comfort eating i'll do all these things so i start recognizing my patterns when i'm kind of sitting thinking about you know by myself how did i handle today mm -hmm. uh how have i handled the kind of things that have been going on in my life recently what am i doing mm -hmm. um because like i said like your body is going to out you like your 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 physical actions sometimes they like shed light on something that's going on inside of you and and mm. so much um recently i've started to realize oh i didn't send that text back to that person because i was afraid of letting them down because i didn't know about this and i wasn't sure and i was afraid to put myself out there and be vulnerable and say hey i don't know about that so rather than address it I just left it and oh, then wow. instead of doing it again i went over here and did that and i start recognizing the patterns and I start going oh, okay now i know when something like this comes up i have to have this internal dialogue you don't have to be afraid about saying you don't know something you don't have to be afraid about someone thinking um whatever they think about you you don't have to be afraid oh, of that like you can put yourself out there you can be vulnerable um but i think that that comes with maturity and time i don't think that's something that just happens i think that's something you have to build over time where you can like be critical of yourself be critical of your actions of your thoughts mm -hmm. uh, and then it's always helpful to get a second opinion to start taking that self-critique and and bring it to somebody and say hey you know have you noticed that i do this or that when this happens what do you think about that and it's got to mm -hmm. be something you trust but i think Marrying those two together is just so good for yeah. like self-development. I actually once heard this guy say that it's really important that you ask your friends, people that really know you, really trust you, to answer a set of questions about you. Yeah, I heard that. I've heard oh that. Oh, my goodness. I've never been brave enough to do it. But yeah. um, <laughs> And you get them to email you back with the answers and, yeah. and you take on board, like, their thoughts and their feelings about yourself. And I just think yeah. that is so brave. I've not quite got around to that yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all – I think it all depends on just where you're at. Like, because mm -hmm. um, that kind of development of self is, is such a hard road. It's um, – have you heard of Brene Brown? yeah she talks about being in the literally in the coliseum in the in the gladiators arena like that vulnerability is is like being a, a gladiator in the coliseum and that's tough like that's battle um 
and I think some wisdom in there that she brought was um, it's only the people who are fighting side by side in the Coliseum that she mm-hmm. trusts enough to value their opinion. Like it's not the people who are in the peanut gallery who are just watching spectators who she's going to go to for, Hey, can you like tell me about my behaviors and my flaws and my faults and all my stuff? Nah, she's like, I want the person who's got the mud on their face and the blood and less sweat and the tears who's right next to me. And they're the people who I'm giving that voice to and that platform to. So I think there's wisdom in who you send (laughs) that, you know, immense privilege to. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So have you ever struggled over the years with negative thinking and negative thought patterns? I mean, you did touch on it a little bit before, but can you give us any specific examples of that and like how maybe you overcome that kind of critical parent or that critical um, adult in your brain? Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing about it is, is like, I, I actually don't struggle too much with negative thinking. Um, I was speaking with my wife about this last night and I asked her, I was like, do I struggle with this? Cause I know I'm just so positive that I don't want to just skirt over some and say something that's not true. Like, no, I don't struggle with it. And she'll be like, yes, you do <laughs> like all the time. Um, but she was like, yeah, you don't really dwell on stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I tend to, if I've got some sort of negative thought, maybe that's my way of coping with it is just, uh, I try and like get it and like get rid of it as quick as I possibly can. And, and like diffuse it, I guess. Um, mm. Because a lot of times negative thoughts aren't fully based in reality. Um, I heard this word the other day, it's called a perception gap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard this term before, but mm-hmm. I heard it on a podcast and it, it was like, whoa, I totally understand this. So if you ask somebody uh, in America, um, is it more dangerous in the streets now than it was in the past, most of the time they'll say, yes, it's more dangerous now. But if you look in certain areas, statistically, that's not true. So there's a gap in the reality and the perception. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those two don't line up. We think one Mm -hmm. thing that just doesn't correlate with reality. And Mm -hmm. for me, with negative thoughts, oftentimes there's a major perception gap that happens. Mm -hmm. So I think me being able to take those negative thoughts and almost just like not let them in or put them to the side until I can talk to, until I can find some reality on the situation until I can find some way to process it mm-hmm. like more factual Then, then I just, boop. I just yeah, like, no, I'm not dwelling on that. Boop. Like okay, we'll talk about that when we need to talk about that. But right now that person's not in the room. That thing is undecided. That's not a thing. That's, a made up person that we've just made up this, this whole, you know, they, they won't like it. They're going to think this, they, them. And I'm like, well, they don't exist <laughs> until they actually call me on the phone. And until I actually get a comment from that person, then I can take it to, Oh, Jeff said this and me and Jeff are going to talk on this day. Um, so I think most times negative thoughts, I don't tend to give them oxygen until right. I, I'm like face to face with the person or mm-hmm. until I can actually deal with the reality of the situation. Cause I'll make stuff up. I'm, yeah. I'm way too creative for that. I'm just like, 
I'll make up a thousand days and give them way too much voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really dwell on it. And that would be my advice is like, just try not to dwell. Cause the more you dwell, the more oxygen you give to something, the more of that perception gap starts to build. And, and I think, yeah, just let them, yeah. let them trigger you into the process of really trying to deal with what's going on mm. um, and figure out a way of, of, of dealing with whatever your situation is, I think. So, so good. So helpful. I love that. So when you're busy and you're touring and, you know, um, life is just hectic, how do you manage to create space in your world to process things and to, you know, um, challenge those negative thoughts and to kind of understand yourself and what do you do in order to like create that, that time and that space for yourself just personally, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said before, I'm like, my situation is like such a privileged position because I'm on the road with like my two best friends in the world. And we talk about everything, like, like everything. There's not one thing that we don't talk about within the group, you know, money, sex, death, politics, spirituality, um, you know, how you're feeling, emotional, well-being, uh, whatever it is, everything. And so I think, cause I'm such an external processor most of the time. Yeah. Um, that's been a huge blessing for me. Like that's been such a huge gift to my life. And now that I don't have it, I see more like, Whoa, man. First kind of six months of lockdown, I went into like the closest thing to like depression that I ever felt. And it was because my support system was just gone. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if I'm not in proximity with someone, then mm-hmm. like, I don't know whether it's a guy thing or not, but just, I just won't pick up a phone and call somebody and be like, Hey, let me tell you how I'm feeling. Um, so mm-hmm. almost the proximity that I had due to the nature of travel, you're sitting next to each other, you're in cars with each other, you're in hotel rooms with each other, you're in backstage room all day, every day with each other. I just think that was such a, like a godsend for me and such a gift. So I think if I was to reverse engineer that, I would say, right, well, if I want this, I need to engineer some sort of proximity with people from my personal process because I'm an external processor. Um, and then I can take what what they what we talked about and I can go away by myself. And when I'm at night, like just sitting there listening to music, thinking, mm-hmm. um, then I can process those things. But right now I'm missing a bit of that. Mm, absolutely. Life. Yeah, definitely. That kind of close community, that close contact. It's difficult to engineer that when yeah. you're on a Zoom call or yeah. you're over yeah. the phone. So I do hear you on that. It's tricky, yeah. but um, yeah, having those late night moments to just process. Um, for me, I like to journal and write stuff yeah. down. So that really yeah. helps me to get it out from here yeah. and onto the page. Um, That's where the term headspace came from. Yeah, exactly. You know headspace yeah. literally came from you've got all these unprocessed thoughts that literally log themselves in your mind. And until mm-hmm. you uh, verbalize them or mm-hmm. put them down, they just, mm-hmm. they, your brain still retains them. Cause it's, it's, um, it's this kind of animal instinct. It's like, we might need to protect ourselves from that again. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so remember that flag that um, 
in the warning parts of our brain. Um, So it is so good to create headspace by Mm. putting words down on a page, or if that's Mm -hmm. not your gifting, uh, get your voice memo out. Yeah. Just say, Hey, today I'm feeling like this. I'm, I'm eating. I had this for breakfast. I had this for this. I've been hanging out with these people. Cause I think sometimes you don't recognize, Oh, I've been eating really bad. That's Mm -hmm. why I feel bad. And when you can look over something like, oh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I've been having this, or I've been drinking soda more, and I've been like this, and I've done that for a month straight. Right. Mm -hmm. That's affecting how I feel about myself. Okay. I wouldn't have known that because I wouldn't have told myself, Mm -hmm. hey, I don't think you should have that stuff. I I don't think this is good for your mental health or your well-being. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes getting it out gives you that chance to look back at it from a bird's eye view and go whoa yeah and absolutely it's like taking captive those thoughts on the page they can't go anywhere when they're on the page or when they're in the phone in the voice memo they're just stuck there and that's what i love yep Mm. it's so good so So exercise yeah exercise is it's inextricably linked with mental health and well-being and you know in order to bounce back from difficult times in order to build that resilience muscle exercise is also really key to that and you know I'm about to go out for a run after we've done this interview just for me running is my like absolute way of like getting everything that I'm feeling out and and onto the streets basically so what is it that you do to exercise what do you like to do how does exercise help you or impact your mental well-being so I try and figure out ways to make sure that it's just something that happens in my day that I have to do. Um, Cause otherwise I'll, I'll prioritize it low and I won't, like I said before, invest in the bank of self and, and prioritize that um, as something important. So if I am going to work, a lot of times I'll cycle to work and cycle mm-hmm. back. It's, it's 10 miles each way. So at least I know that's, I hate it. Like I don't enjoy it. It's not fun for me. I, I do get the endorphin rush, but at the same time, that doesn't supersede rain and cold and all that kind of stuff. Like, I loathe it. It's not fun. I cycled in today. Um, but it's done. Like, it's almost like you don't realize the benefit that it's having for you, but you've done it. Um, and it's not until something like that falls out of the picture that you start going, wait a second. I'm getting like short and snappy with people. I'm like doubting myself and my future. What's happening here? And it's like, for me, it's food and exercise every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sleep, food, exercise, sleep. Those, that's the, that's the holy trinity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you fall out of line with that trinity, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, mm-hmm. your, your life just starts on a different path. Mm. And you don't realize it, but those are so good for you. So I try and inbuilt them into my daily routine yeah. because I don't like it. I don't yeah. like meal prepping on a Sunday and making four lunches and four dinners. Um, but when I do it, oh my goodness, does it benefit me? Mm. Like, so good. Such mm. a small thing for such a huge benefit. I don't like cycling into work, but when I do it, you know, that's it like that mm-hmm. just helps you so much and yeah you just got a thousand excuses but if you yeah. want something you just gotta pay the price for it like 
you just got to know the facts and you just got to like suck it up and just say, you know what, this is going to cost me my time. It's going to cost me some, some of my energy. It's going to cost me uh, preparing and, and being proactive, but it's also going to bless me and benefit me in so many ways that I can't quantify, which is yeah. where, where we find the disconnect. Mm. You know, if you're not, you know, this ripped, you know, Instagram, you know, aesthetic guy or girl, then we struggle to quantify the value of doing all those things. And mm. if that doesn't happen in four weeks, then we struggle to maintain that kind of persistence for as long as it takes for us to have some sort of benefit for it. But, um, you know, it's, it, life is a marathon. Mm. Like, mm. We're, we're very good at spasms of passion, but we're not good at long, mm. consistent, marathon-tight running. Mm. We're, we're great at sizzle in the pan, but we're not good at the slow cooker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. For me, that, that's, that's how I view exercises. Like, it's a marathon. Try and build it into your day. Try and take the excuses away uh, mm-hmm. and try and make it something that you have to do rather than something that, it would be good to fit in. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you you said like just just letting it become a habit rather than an extra thing that goes onto your to do list. It's like, oh, well, how am I going to get to work? Well, I'm going to ride to work instead. That's right. That's right. Or how am I how am I going to get to school? I'm going to walk to school instead of taking the bus. Like, Honestly, walking is so undervalued. Like mm-hmm. walking, uh, like to school to certain places. It's like come on, just give yourself an hour extra or mm-hmm. half an hour extra. Just just do it because honestly, the benefit, you won't realize the benefit of it, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's so huge. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you touched on sleep as well because obviously sleep, food, yeah. exercise, yeah. they are the fundamentals of our well-being. And when you think about when you're at your lowest or you're most anxious and then you think, well, what changed? well, actually I haven't been meditating recently or I haven't been exercising recently or I haven't. Okay. Just add that back in, start Mm. to add that back in. Oh, I'm feeling much better. So simple actually. Yeah. We we just find it too simple. We want some sort of complicated, hard thing, but it's like, it's not, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. Well, it's hard to get over yourself and and just to do it, (laughs) but it's not hard. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that today. Honestly, that has been so, so helpful and so useful. And I'm sure it's going to bless and help so many people. So thanks for giving up your time. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for being honest. And um, we really appreciate it. And if people want to find out more about you and your music, where can we find out more? Yeah. So if you type in social beings, beings with a Z at the end, um, in Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, like all that kind of vibe, you'll find social beings. Um, but yeah, or socialbeings.com. Um, <laughs> and those are kind of the main spaces. We mainly were on Instagram and YouTube. So those are the places to check out. Really. Yeah. Make sure that you check out Social Beings. We'll put all the links in all the notes. And um, thank you again for your time, Ryan. It's been so good. Thanks. I I think we need to come together and I think we need to talk about this kind of stuff and share the little gems because I'm just sharing stuff that other people have shared with me, Mm -hmm. uh, really. And I think unless we do that, then 
as a people we don't move forward and, and we don't mm-hmm. progress mm-hmm. Um, and like that's that's the main key progression so good so so good well you take care have a good rest of your day you too peace thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please be sure to subscribe and if you're feeling generous why not share with your friends please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode also you'll find information about what's coming next For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time.